Welcome to Legend of the Legends Podcast! I didn't even know we were starting, okay. Sit down a little bit off rip. Whoa! <laughs> Alright, fellas, we're here. Yeah! Yeah. Well, before we get started, a little update. I did actually get us on a Google Podcast last week, and it's Ooh. now on the uh, anchor.fm slash LLOLP page, so I uh, can get it from there or just Google search it. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a nice thing to have this week. Got that one out of my hair. I got some other things rolling to hopefully get other platforms, but man, they come when they come. So, week three, how we feeling? Was it good? I had a fun time this. This felt like a good weekend to me. I did not like games. watching those games. <laughs> Why not? One specific one. One very specific one. Why don't you tell us which that one is? That was TSM versus 100 Thieves. I did not like watching it at all. It looked like a goddamn battle of the bottom from teams that, at least one team that I didn't expect to see. How dare you compare that to Dignitas and IMT? How dare you? It ain't even close. At least in Dignitas and IMT, there were some players who were performing. I did not see that all of the time from TSM, who I expected to hand 100T a very fat L. They did hand them a fat L. 100T had multiple opportunities to win the game, and they couldn't. Mind you, this is how TSM wins all of their games all the time for all eternity, because they hate me, and they like watching me suffer. Yes, because they always have to lose three inhibs in all of those games. It's wonderful to watch. Even better when they had an early game lead. How many inhibs went down that game? It was something like eight inhibs total or something. It was insane. They broke each other's bases so many times. They really did. I love that. There was no reason this had to be a 40-minute game. Oh, my God. No reason at all. God damn. Mm-hmm. Talk about this week's results uh, more more specifically. Uh, Haymont thought 100 Thieves was going to beat CLG and was uh, very wrong. <laughs> oh, man. It was kind of unbearable. Very. For, for you uh, in particular? <laughs> as for Meteos, too. Especially when he was like, oh, Oof. I'm Volibear. I'm going to ult straight into that dragon wall. That wall. That's that's what I intended to do the entire time as an LCS jungler. <laughs> that did hurt to see, to be honest. But sometimes it's like that in the LCS. Indeed. His um, his rework's pretty new though, so I can't blame him too hard. He was he was the bear that ran away every time. CLG was spook him, and he'd just run away. He'd ult straight out of a fight every single time. It was, I don't think I saw him ever use that ult offensively, except one time, and it went straight into that dragon pit wall. Not the look that you want. But it's not, he wasn't even in range to land that ultimate. He did it from the bush. You can't land that ultimate in dragon pit from the bush. You have to get close to the wall to get distance. It's really short, his ult. I was pl- I was I playing d- him last night and it, it's it, his old. I feel like it's garbage if you're not diving it there. Yeah, well, it works. It's just sometimes you know. You let's say works? you you put that into like a trundle. Like trundle makes that boy very squishy. 
Yeah. You know. He's very squishy in general. Like, he's not a... He doesn't have a lot of inherent tankiness. He's got a bit of regen with his W, but it takes five mm -hmm. seconds for it to start in a fight. Mm. So if you can kill him in under ten sec or, uh, five seconds, uh, he's dead, and he can't help himself. Me every day. <laughs> dead and can't help myself. You think you can build him as a tank with, like, stone plate or something, or is that just yeah, too much? Yeah, that's what they do. They build um, Cinder Hulk into stone plate. Because I've seen a lot of people... Are we talking about top lane or the jungle one? Jungle. Let me clarify that. Top lane, top lane I've Force, seen... or, uh, or... I've seen a lot of Trinity Force and, like, Death Dance. Oh, as of uh, two seconds ago, we we're also available on Pocket Cast. Whoa. Oh, man. They're coming in hot and live. <laughs> as of two seconds ago. I just got a, a <laughs> notification about it. Instant updates, my boys. Instant. Updates. I mean, we're here. We're doing it live. We're doing it right. We're doing it nasty. And I mean, we're getting it as it comes, I guess. Congratulations to us. Uh, we all equally did put in work to get that specific thing done. I didn't even put done. in work for that. I sent in a support <laughs> ticket because the thing broke. And I'm like, fix it. And they fixed it. Well, hey, man, at least they fixed it, right? Yeah, at least they fixed it. So. What was the, what was the other thing? Um. Yes, uh, Haymont called the uh, IMT game, which... <laughs> Panned out. To, to be honest, I don't think any of us could have called that game, but uh, I'd have had more hope if I had known they were going to switch their academy roster when I made that prediction. Oh, I still would have oh, predicted GG. Hell. Still would have predicted GG. Matt, what do you... Would oh, you still predict the GG? Haymont, what's your piece? You were about to say some business. The explanation I had last week for why IMT would win was literally they have to win sometime. That's and true. Apparent, that's apparently and you, how they did. The universe was like, you know what? You're right, boy. You got a point. <laughs> and you chose the week they played happen. C9 to make that statement, by the way. Uh-huh. They have to win sometime. I, they actually God. technically don't. It's just likely that they do. Mm-hmm. So, so um, what, what was would your you, question, Anthony? Sorry. Would you have still picked Golden Guardians over IMT, knowing that they switched the Academy roster? Uh, no, probably not. Um, <laughs> Where you would have swapped off of Golden Guardians? Oh, wait. You would have kept no, picking Golden Guardians, right? I think I'm getting conf I think I'm confusing myself. So I don't remember which team swapped their Academy. IMT, IMT swapped in it. their Academy. Then I think I would have probably kept Golden Guardians. I was I was very deeply lost on that one. Uh, so yeah, I just I don't think there was a bit of a I don't think anyone thought there was a chance that they'd win this, and the game looked very back and forth, even still. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was just I don't want to say it was pure luck, but it was just happenstance that uh Immortals got the upper hand on there. Apollo looked crazy though. I think it was, I think that was definitely on the bot lane, considering Golden Guardian's bot lane does not look great. Very fair. I don't know. Apparently, in that FlyQuest game, uh, Afro moves pretty good. He's on a hundred thieves though. You're right. Mm -hmm.
They lost to O2 this week. I don't know why I thought he was on Wait, wait, wait. No, he's not. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. He's on Dignitas. He's on Dignitas. I'm a year of the other. It's the other fucking golden team, dude. I don't know. Get off my ass. I'm dumb, and I don't care. Um... All right, so since we're talking about Immortals a little bit, uh, let's talk about this uh, conversation that popped up on Twitter this week about uh, should there be more crossplay with the Academy League, given that a 3-3 three and three Academy roster came in and beat a middle-of-the-pack LCS team. So, so what's your guys' thoughts on this? When we say crossplay, do we mean, uh, give, the, uh, do we give, mean give them more playtime? Uh... Like, what do we mean by cross-play? Play? Uh, so, for a lot of people were referencing Kespikop, which is where they grab a bunch of uh, Challenger League Korean teams and put them up against a few uh, main league Korean teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they play out a little tournament during December. A lot of the main league teams don't put up their full roster. They put in a lot of subs or, se- or second string or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not super serious, but it's a lot more interesting to see how... Um, the the challengers will fare against these professional players, which I, I think that that would be neat to have. I've always been one for the uh, the academy cup where you have all the secondary leagues compete in a little mini worlds for themselves. But yeah, that's interesting. So so do you think that NA should try to get more of that? Or uh, I no. guess it. My thought is that it like. It, it's probably best to do on teams that are already struggling, right? Like, I would be pretty, like, confused if, like, in the middle of, like, a pretty solid win streak, C9 was just like, by the way, all Academy for the next two weeks, and be like, well, that's odd, I guess, right? Unless they already lock first place, then it's, I guess, normal, right? If they lock first place, then, like, fine, right? But... It makes more sense to me for teams that are struggling to to put that up, uh, especially because they might not they might want to experiment with new like groupings, see if the who's better, blah blah blah. So, uh, go go ham up. I'd say it really depends on like who's on your academy roster, because the reason that the Immortals roster was subbed in was because there's basically three, probably LCS ready pros like right there right on your academy roster, who can just go. I think Dignitas' last split would have been able to do it as well, because they basically had what could have been an LCS team signed in academy, right? So it really depends on the talent that you have on your academy team, and whether or not you want to either let them grow, or, like Matt said, if your roster is struggling, why not just let them have a whirl? So, something that uh, Weldon said was that, I don't know how very serious he was about this, but I think he just, like, start... He said to start a conference system and then send the academy to the east and start them off in, like, New York or something. And I, I think that, to me, is a lot more is a lot more compelling than just having a Kespa Cup. Like, I feel like grander gestures to in, enhance the league and make it a bigger thing are, is better than... Uh, just having one tournament where you play some academy versus half of a LCS roster. Uh, for for me, I think in, uh, you'll always hear me say this. I think we should expand the league in general. I think going up to twelve teams is probably a good thing. Uh, we should probably add two teams for the next few years until we hit like sixteen, 
and then we can have eight teams in playoffs and then you can do a normal playoff bracket with eight teams it it just seems to make a lot more sense to me and it would add a lot more slots for those uh challenger players that everyone seems to think should be in the league whether they should or shouldn't because sure people might fill them with older players but i doubt it they're not they're going to be a lot more expensive and it'd be cheaper to fill it with a bunch of new rookies and take a shot at getting into the top there eight. also aren't necessarily enough like older players who aren't retired to fill out 16 full teams yeah mm-hmm. i mean we have 20 teams of players right now we could in theory have a 20 team league whether that would be good for the league is a different question but you could have these 20 teams play each other probably would not be good for the league i i agree that's why i'm i'm saying add two teams every year and then you just mm-hmm. change the schedule up i i as we've always said on this podcast we're big on uh best of threes and more games in general Ooh, yes because we are best of ones mm-hmm. is boring to watch in comparison having tasted best of threes i want it back so bad me too buddy and you i think you know we're, we're never going to disagree on that one well, i love me some champ select changing tired of these one and done champ selects hey mom what's, what's your take on uh this conference system or adding more teams um I kind of would like to have an Eastern Conference. So that they <laughs> yeah, so that we had to... somewhere to go to watch LCS live? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that too. Not right now, we hey. but... No, not now. <laughs> yeah, you know, fair. But, you know, East versus West have Academy rosters. You know, top then two Academy teams. Then you can have the fucking uh, All-Star Weekend. Yeah. You know, that would also make a hype All-Star Weekend, too. And well, yeah, I mean, as have... a basketball fan, my favorite part about all-star weekend is like i mean obviously like the skill like the dunk contest is always interesting three points are nice but like watching the nba players do the eastern versus western conference where like in the recent years they've had captains and they draft the players by right and like Mm -hmm. you get and uh, you know it's an all-star game so people just mean but like seeing that could add a little bit of like i don't know it could be just a nice little extra narrative or just like like an obviously not a serious one but just like a fun little thing uh I, I feel like, in general, League is too international already to have just an NA All-Star thing. That's, that's well, just it could my just, take on it. I, that's fair, but, like, it could just be, like, you know, if we're not doing Rift Rivals for a while, it could just replace that, right? Just another, like, sort of, like... Yeah. Because I, I do think, like, it doesn't need to be, like, a traditional sport sort of All-Star game, but, like... Uh, I just think that more of those like community-based events where it's not all just like hard competition, but it's a little more fun, a little more casual. Everybody can get involved. That's really interesting to me. Uh, and I think having one like just for the NA region, if we expanded the teams, could potentially be very interesting. I I think I would honestly be more interested in uh, a national team tournament like you had a you have the world cup of league of legends instead of world Uh. championships i that would be much more compelling to me than just an na all-stars thing because everyone doesn't take all-stars even remotely serious no but that's why i like it yeah but it it, like bjergsen doesn't want to go double if doesn't want to go like like no one gives a shit anymore like from the player's perspective and to me that signals that if you don't put anything on the line here they don't care 
and they don't play at all. Yeah, but I don't care if they don't play, because I want to see them do dumb shit. Right, but you're not going to see them do dumb shit because they don't play. Like, Bjergsen will turn down the invitation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that is actually weird to me. I feel like this is one of the only sports that I personally watch uh, where the players are so sort of like, eh, about the All-Star game. Like, a lot of, uh, like, barring injury, um, I don't know off the top of my head a lot of players who turn down All-Star games in other more traditional sports. Uh, even though there is really nothing on the line, right? Like, you can get the dunk contest mm -hmm. dub, but that doesn't actually... It's not actually anything, right? Like, it's just a nice little I mean, pin on your lapel, but... Baseball has the home run contest, which is actually pretty big. Like, yeah, a lot of players care about that. I know, but it's... I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm kind of just thinking now about why this is a sport where we happen to have players who just aren't interested in that. Um, because... In no sport did the all-star events typically have a huge amount on the line, uh, and yet they're all pretty well, popular because among they, players. Well, they have more, like, honor on the line, like you're representing your conference and you're a representative of your team to that uh, event, and it's more prestigious than Bjergsen and Double if getting voted into all-stars every time. They just don't care about it. Yeah, but, like, the same players get voted into the other sports. Also. Like, yeah. are you going to be surprised, like, if when I tell you LeBron James has been in, like, a just an absurd amount of All-Star games? No. Like, of course not. Like, that's, <laughs> they vote in the best players or the players they love the most because that's who they want to see play, right? Like, that's the point, you know? I... So, like, yeah, obviously Double Lift is going to get voted in every time. So is Bjergsen, right? But, like, that's the point right that's the reason that they have it is so we we as fans get to see these guys that we love play in a more let like a, a more casual more meme environment and and recently they've been adding in streamers and influencers and having them play with pros and i'm just sitting here like why the fuck is lily pichu playing in a game with bjergsen but that's fair i mean they don't do it with like active pros but like the nba all-star game has a celebrity game, which yeah. includes sometimes retired basketball players. Well, well right? Well, like that's the thing. Though, that's just happens. that isn't the All Star game. They aren't participating in. No, no, no. That's the All Star event, though. Right. Yeah. They do a they do a bunch like, of different that's, things. Yeah, it's like because at the All Star event in league, it's not just the All Star game. It's right, the one v one competition. But it's they've the 2v2. they've gotten rid of the five v five competitions, basically. There is no Korea versus LPL versus, like, nobody's voting for a full five-man roster to go up there anymore, and that's a problem to me. Like, why are we not there, voting for the for top jungle? I don't know. You're the, just never going to convince it. me that, you're never going to convince me that All-Stars are bad, and we probably shouldn't I, talk about this much I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm saying this All-Stars is bad. I would like to watch them play together, but, like, it, the atmosphere doesn't support it, and I feel like that's the problem. Okay. Let's move on to talking about uh, Medios and his spicy ass takes. <laughs> so, oh. Heart of mm -hmm. Thieves are benching Medios and Stunt. And Medios has reacted by saying. Is this tweet gone? Oh, they're both gone. He deleted both of the tweets. Uh, oh, come on, Medios. Shocker. Oh, God, there's four tweets now. Uh, how, what, what order does this go in? Okay. Uh, so here's his first tweet. This is gonna sound troll. Uh, okay, yeah. This is gonna sound like a troll post, but got word that I'm being benched after week three summer again. Not sure uh, why I expected anything different. 
So this is clearly a reference to the last time he was on the Heart of Thieves and he got benched. But last time he was getting traded when that happened. Uh, so this is, here's the second one. Uh, pretty weird to hear uh, players on my team didn't know about or agree with the decision. All credit goes to Zixlol, uh, Jungle Juicy Lol, and Papa Smithy. Uh, clearly the people not on the team know what's best for it. Oof. That, that one's spicy. Yeah, that one's the real Ooh. spicy one right there. People who are there's not some, on there's the some team, sauce on not that the one, coaching dude. staff, not the general manager. This is his coach. Uh, Jungle Juice is his uh, analytical coach. Is it or pick coach? I think he just picked Ban. And then Papa Smithy's the Jungle GM. Jungle Juice is a drink, but yeah, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Papa Smithy's making in-season roster moves that don't involve trades. To be honest, I feel like uh, GMs are. Str like could, they're in a yeah. really weird spot in the league right now but i agree with yeah it, to, to be honest this is quite the take to have on getting benched instead of being like well guess i gotta get better he just started throwing people under buses that's not a very good fast look. too right, i think it's funny as fuck Here's the third one. Uh, I can see why people are calling me unprofessional for my tweets. Not really sure how else to express my anger about the situation. Sucks to be scapegoated after the amount of effort I put into the team. Um, uh, the problem is, with this, that one... <laughs> he's trying to throw someone else under the bus here. I know, but the problem is that, like, alright, he probably did put in the work, but it's just not showing on stage. Just not, none of his games I look at and I'm like, oh, this was, he really worked to do that, right? If the volley bear ults straight into the wall, right? That's not something that you go, he really worked on that volley bear jungle before right, coming out and pulling like a misplay, dude. Like, the fucking wall, like, one, first of all, I don't think it's a controversial thing to say that a jungler or any player shouldn't get benched because of, like, one fucked up ult. Right? Like, we're you're harping on this, like, a lot, Haymont. Like, it's the primary thing, but it really shouldn't be. Especially I, on, like, a relatively new champion rework, right? Like, it's one alt fuck-up, you know what I mean? Like, obviously he was underperforming in other places, but I don't think it's fair to, like, cite this one move over and over and over again. Because it's just, like, a mis It's one mistake. And it's not even, like, a game-losing mistake. It's just like, oh, fuck, that blows. Okay, you're right. That is the most recent one that I can remember. But I don't remember her performing well in his other games earlier this split. No, he I didn't, remember but I'm just saying, like, you shouldn't harp on this. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But I also don't, like I said before, like, I don't remember him performing on any of his other games earlier this split. Hold on. So, so in reference to that, here's his fourth tweet. I've never cared much about my stats and have always played to put my team in good situations. Of course, my stats will look uh, blah, will not look good uh, if we aren't winning. So, he's not wrong here, but this entire thread should just have not happened. If he just came out and said, uh, looks like I'm being benched next week, really sucks, we'll work to improve, that's what, it's whatever. It's, okay, that's fine. Not really much to say. But then he tries to throw his coaching staff under the bus 
And then I'm guessing he tried to subtly throw Ryoma under the bus. <sighs> or stunt. But... I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think 100 Thieves are replacing Medios with... Oh no, they're replacing Stunt with Poom and Medios with Contracts. And I love that thread on Reddit because everyone's like, Haha, we're getting the boomers out. And I'm like, Haha, Contracts has already replaced Medios in this league five years ago. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, people have the shortest memory span I have ever seen. And acting like Contract is less of a boomer than Medios at this point is insane. I mean, technically, like, yeah. Mathematically, yes! But he's just he's just as old as Medios in this league. He has, like, one year on him, I think. He's ha He has probably a comparable amount of games to him. It's not like Contracts is a new player. Poom is a new player. You can be happy that Poom's playing and Stunt's getting kicked out. Like, okay, you shouldn't be totally happy about that. But, um... You, you can say that you're removing older players you think are bad, but in general, a lot of the move, roster moves people are making aren't to remove bad players and put in new or old players and put in new players. It's it's just to replace the players with other players they have on hand because they don't know what else to do. They don't have any other options. They can't grab anybody. It's the middle of the season. There aren't a giant pile of players sitting around to get grabbed that... Yeah, there are probably a few in Challenger, but they're not ready for the LCS. I guarantee you that anybody who is not currently in Academy is not ready for LCS. Probably fair. What tweets does he still have up? None of them. They're all gone. They're all gone. Every last one of them. Tragic. Tragic indeed. Maybe it's a blessing. Maybe it's a blessing. That's the last yep. thing he tweeted, Medios. Mm. That feels like salt posting. I don't I just don't understand the context of this, but whatever. So What do, what do we think of this move in general for Hunter Thieves? Do we think it's gonna work out for them or is it just gonna go poorly? Or are they not gonna go nowhere? Uh, no, I don't think they're going to improve that much at all. Um, I don't think, unless, like, Contracts and Ryoma get together and have, like, some amazing sort of synergy, I don't think that just subbing in another jungle is going to change that. Because it looks like a lot of their plays, especially this weekend, have just been falling apart. Where it'll be, like, Ryoma's TPing to a play like, much later than everyone else and much farther than everyone else. Where Ryoma's, like, ulting the support back into a fight. So like, it's not... <laughs> the irony about this is that Ryoma probably had one of his best games in the LCS this weekend against uh, TSM. Because he looked pretty mm -hmm. decent against uh, Bjergsen. But the rest of his team didn't. The rest of his team didn't look like they could do anything. No. It was also the game that Cody's son actually wasn't performing. That blitz hook hit him every time. Or hit him enough times, let me say that. Okay, this this whole weekend had Blitz versus Thresh games, and I loved it. Great. I loved, loved it. it. It was <laughs> hypey as fuck. To be honest. 80% of the kills they got were on the other support, though, because what happens when you play <laughs> Blitz versus Thresh is whoever chucks the hook first 
loses. <laughs> so, you know, real easy to just pull Thresh while he's swinging his hook around. But, yeah. it's lots of hype. I love watching Blitz and Thresh. It's so hype. And this game, just as hype with those picks. Either was, way. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, the only reason I think Someday did remotely well is because Broken Blade's on Gangplank, and I fucking hate Broken Blade's Gangplank. I hate it. <laughs> I don't like seeing it. This man had 200 farm at 30 minutes! 200! He ended a 50-minute game with 360 CS! That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. What are you talking about? His AD carry had 497! That AD carry needs to step it up. That's rookie number. No, um... Oh, <laughs> God. Double lift, you're hearing it right now. <laughs> oh, I'm just memeing. Just trying to hurt Anthony's feelings. I like, I, I, I like the... I like most of this game. People were really harping on double lift for uh, diving Nexus turrets, but double lift doesn't make that decision on his own. Everyone says, let's do it, go, 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 go. And besides, double lift's gonna do what double lift does. No, um... <laughs> hey, he had 6-6 six, 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 uh, score light in this game. So. You love to see it. Demonic, let's go. <laughs> Wow. 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 Look, if Medios wanted people to sympathize with him, he needed to be playing better and really look like he was trying to do things and his team fail his team's te and his teammates' failures were why he was getting punished. But that like it, you can only do that so okay. You can only lose your matchup so many times before people start thinking Maybe it isn't that his teammates can't support him well enough, and it's that he's actually just making bad plays. Because that was kind of my take at the beginning of the split, was I can't tell if Medios is bad, or his team's just, like, not playing well, and the jungler trying to make all the plays is getting punished, because that happens. I had a game where I went, like, 1-8 on Volibear last night, but I got my mid laner 5 kills. Yeah, like, and that happens, and that's not, like, a bad, like, it's a bad stat line, but no one's like, fuck this jungler sucks, dude. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, all right, but you're going to win the game off your mid laner, so. I think we cool. lost the game because uh, the bot laner was 14-3. and three. Yeah, oh, no. My side lane you know sucked. But you know what I was talking about. Yeah. So, I just. I, I. You cannot have as consistently bad performances as Medios and then have this adverse. It's this. It's honestly, I think Doublet did something very similar last split, except he wasn't quite as egregious about it. Though a lot of people haven't seen the interview he did with uh, uh, Travis that he redid because he didn't like the things he said in the interview. Because what he said in the interview was very close to what Medios is saying here, where he blamed the coaching staff for giving him a bad champion that he didn't like to play, and uh, really, really threw them under the bus. That was uh, not great. Yeah, that's not a great look for any player, to be honest. But Everyone said their piece about uh, Medios and Stunt getting benched? Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to talk about CLG. How do we think CLG's looking? They seem to be... Everybody but Eugene is benchable. Eugene could literally 1v5. No, um... <laughs> I gotta go hard for my guy Eugene. He's out here doing it big. Come on. Um... Where's their other game from this week? Did they go 2-0 this week? Um, 
No, that that. They they beat a hundred, and then they play FlyQuest and a hundred these. I believe they lost to Fly. Yes. Yeah, they lost to FlyQuest. They went one and one. Sir, they lost to FlyQuest. They beat a hundred thieves and lost to FlyQuest. Well. That yeah, they sense. lost to FlyQuest, but they did beat 100 Thieves, so they've at least beaten all of the bottom of the pack. Like, uh, all of the bottom teams. But they including, lost to FlyQuest, uh, so they Farmer haven't beaten on the bottom of the barrel teams. Um, what are, what are you saying about my boys? You know what I'm saying about your team, bro. I'm flaming oh. them. <laughs> oh, man. I shouldn't have to explain what flame is to you. You've played enough League of Legends with me to know. Ocean man, come take this man, fly. <laughs> God damn. God damn. Uh, who did they I'm first have to pick don't... against the hundred thieves? Because they're. Ooh. It looks like they're blue side, and they didn't first pick uh, Volibear. I've been out of the uh, game for a little while. I've been taking a little break. Is Volley like agreed busted at the moment? Yeah, he's pretty, pretty mm. he's pretty strong right now. I think he has a fifty four percent win rate on uh, jungle. Most of the time, yeah. For some reason, NA, uh, from what I've been hearing from like podcasts and stuff, has they, been the only region that's really been playing it that much. No, EU is playing it too. Mm. It's just not the Eastern leagues because they play Wukong, who I'm pretty sure beats him. But, we're here to talk about CLG, so, what do we think of Wiggly? Because Wiggly has had some interesting games around him. Ooh. Like, he went, uh, he didn't look that good against FlyQuest, but he looked a lot more serviceable. It, it seemed like him and Pobelter were, they're running, uh, what, what I like to call the Chili Bowl comp, which is, uh, Jarvan and Galio. So, it's hard to say whether, because uh, they both win a collective 0 and 8. And they're supposed to be the focal focal point of their of that team comp. But instead, uh, Jace and Ezreal on their team both got most of the resources. Because they, they have 12 kills total. It, it seems to me like CLG are hitting a point where they're having trouble executing their comps fundamentally while some of their players are still able to put up okay performances and i don't think galio mid is that good in general especially against uh syndra who is pretty good against jarvin because she can cc him out of his flag and drag and then she can burst him down because jarvin doesn't build like any tank he built look okay he builds to tank, but his tank is really not good because he's a jungler. So that's kind of my mm. take on this team. And I honestly really am not feeling Smoothie either. Smoothie seems like he's dragging this team down more than he's lifting it up. What, what do you guys think? I think uh, you're right I, You go, Haymont. I agree with the Smoothie comment. That one off-rip. I've seen him... Uh, mess up a lot of plays on like engaged champions, which is something that I wish you know that I didn't see that his Nautilus was clean, right? That some of his other champions were actually good, but it's just not looking like it this split. 
it seems like they're managing with him, but it's just not. He's not performing to like smoothie a pass, like where you'd see his bard and where you'd see his direction. You'd be super hype about it. That's not it. Wiggly, I'm not so sure. I haven't. I don't remember Wiggly being bad, but I also don't remember Wiggly being particularly good the split. Wiggly was looking very shaky in his previous two splits. When he first came on, or wait, who was, was he, did he play last summer? I don't, I can't remember. He but, played with PoE last summer, I think. Because PoE was picked up last split. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the split before that, it was. So, I think. I, I think he's one of the aggressive junglers who like to play aggressive champions and putting it on something like Jarvan, which is more of a supportive jungler, doesn't really help him too much. I think he probably does better on something like Graves. I'm not too sure about his Volibear, but I guess his Trundle looks okay. Either way, it, it feels to me like he isn't good enough on these utility player champions to not try to run something more aggressively comboed around your solo lanes. It looks like this team can't play to bot lane, even though I think they need to play to bot lane. I think that's fair. But, even said, all of those points, right, they still look better than 100 Thieves right now. They oh, still look better point, than... Yeah. At this point, They still look better than... Uh, they did beat Golden Guardians... I want to say they look about as good as Golden Guardians, because Golden Guardians still seems like they have like some really good games, and they have some really bad games as well. So, and they still look better than Dignitas. Golden Guardians record, or uh, Manchester. They had to play FlyQuest, Cloud9, and Team Liquid. All three of those are really... Com oh, and CLG. So those are four really competitive teams. The problem with Golden Guardians is that they lost mm -hmm. to Immortals. If they hadn't lost to Immortals, even though it was Immortals Academy, I would have had more faith in them, especially watching that Cloud9 game. Because that Cloud9 but, game looked like Golden Guardians was the most competitive team that Cloud9 had played. But, even though they lost to uh, Immortals, they did beat FlyQuest. Given it's on one match was trolling a little bit there. Okay. You know. <laughs> okay, okay. Still beat them. Do we, wanna, do we wanna talk about that game? Shouldn't we? It's important. <laughs> if we're talking about Golden Guardians, then yes we should. If we're still on CLG, then no. <laughs> okay. We can we can move on to talk about Golden Guardians for a little bit. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, we can just move that topic up instead of Alright, so Golden Guardians is very conflicting because as we've already said uh they had the most competitive game against c9 so far but they've been losing to strange teams they have a sort of a tsm syndrome where they can compete with the upper teams but just get trounced by the lower teams because tsm likes to watch me watch me hate or hate, hate hurt hate hate no hurt. you were right with hate they like yeah. to watch you hate so the, the sort of uh, marquee matchup for Golden Guardians this week was against FlyQuest because, I shouldn't say because, uh, where Match where Mash ran Senna bot, but he didn't run Fasting Senna. He ran Farming Senna. 
Here's the problem. Senna's not good. <laughs> the way that Senna's abilities scale, you get more gold out of giving farm to your support than you would out of giving farm to Senna directly. Yes. So what you would want to do here is grab something like Tom Kench or Set, maybe. Something more uh like something that can sustain itself in your lane. And also Ooh. farm. But they just ran it with Blitzcrank, and to me, that doesn't seem very helpful. Now, Blitzcrank alone had some good plays, but huh? MASH... But it doesn't do much to set up the, uh... Keep going. MASH had some of the lowest farm on a Senna, like, almost in the entire league. He had such low DPM, he, had, he did virtually nothing the whole game, and that's a bigger... Uh, to be honest, a bigger problem than not running fasting because they got out of the phase where it would fucking matter. They hit full items on their support, and they hit, hit uh, five items on Senna. So they were very close to being done with it, being ma mattering. But his gameplay just fell apart. He didn't. Told, he didn't. Uh, he didn't show up. What's your thoughts? Hey mom, um, I gotta give solo credit. For basically holding that bot lane by himself most of the time in that late game, in that mid to late game where he's just has Jace and um, Ezreal just constantly poking at him, and he's just there like I'm here to clear waves. I'm here to clear waves. I'm here to clear waves. I will keep this inhibitor turret up. He did that for like a good 10, 20 minutes just by himself. All right, so you know, props to him. Credit where credits due. Uh, Santorin's Graves in the later game, he was actually going in for, like, some of those kills. Uh, actually flashing forward, being a little bit aggressive. I did like seeing it. It's only the Senna, <laughs> I want to say. Only the Senna didn't really perform here. Even Power of Evil on his Oriana was trying to, you know, keep those lanes manage and make those plays at the same time. Catching some critical people with that Oriana ulti. But, um, with the state of the game, how it was... Their top inhibitor was down, and then you just have a twisted fate where, oh, if you go for a team fight, he's going to go for a backdoor. If you go for a team fight, that Jace is going to show up and also try to go for a backdoor, right? They're, they were kind of locked into a bad position from that early game. I, I feel like, first off, teleport on Senna, absolutely worthless. It gets you yeah. nothing. You get it's to not very good. maybe back in the middle of a fight and TP in. Maybe you get to catch a farm wave you couldn't have caught or two. But Senna has such awful flank potential. She has such awful uh, return potential in general. She's a sustained champion. She gets heals from just shooting people. Like, I, you don't need this, uh, this ability on her. And if you're going to run it, you need more globals. And... You have two teleports. Golden Guardians took three. Oh, sorry. They took four. No, no, no. Five. They took five. You got Tom Kench and Tiefold on top of three teleports from their from their uh, laners. Like, that is so much map rotation. I actually really like this comp because it has so much pressure on the map. And to, to FlyQuest credit... They took Blitzcrank, who was actually a decent counter to uh, Tom Kench right now, 
because they made his ultimate tread shields. So as soon as Tom Kench pops up the gray health when he gets down to like 10% health from full, you can just shred it right off with the ultimate. It's that easy and it's gone and now he's dead. So I think that pick's good, but if you matched it up with something other than Senna, it would have been better. And I'm, I'm not totally sure what exactly you would pick here because Varus, Callista, and Aphelios are all banned. But... Oh, you could take a Misfortune. You want a team fight? Misfortune's great there. She's well, still decent enough to bad. put in there. That's not decent. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah. Fun fact on it, that. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not the best bot lane a few months ago? Uh, yes, it was the best bot lane a few months ago. I think it was, well, actually correct. It wouldn't have been Blue's turn down there. It would have been something like, oh, Yumi, Misfortune, but I'm pretty sure Yumi doesn't make it through that draft either. Was FlyQuest <laughs> other game this, or FlyQuest, Golden Guardians other game this weekend? Oh, it was the Immortals one. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that one, they did not look good in at all. It was the same Twisted Fate for Devante, but it looked like two different people were playing it. It was like, Devante would fly quest perfectly on point great he's making all the plays that you need the immortals game he forgot his keyboard at home like for some <laughs> reason some of the buttons were missing it can't, there was like some, there was some lag spikes in between so he put like a blue card when he went for a yellow card instead like what it, was, it did not look good <laughs> uh-huh. he forgot his keyboard at home but he's playing from home man Damn, oh, man you got roasted on that one he forgot his keyboard at home. Well, apparently, I'm sorry. He forgot he had hands. My bad. Yikes, brother. Oh, man. Two different mid laners showed up to each of those games. <laughs> Which I'm happy at least he showed up to the FlyQuest one. I'm they happy he did. To Malphite. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Immortals game, they lost to Malphite. How do you lose to that? Oh. Yo, no, Alarum was pulling up some hype plays. You see him flash across that wall to get the Q down? Amazing, dog. Amazing. High you skill. Can't, High skill. You cannot mess with someone with that level right there, dog. There's, there's just no beating. <laughs> I, looking at Alorum, mm-hmm. I, I've been liking Alorum. He was on the, the Friday show, and he yes. was actually pretty well spoken. I thought he was doing good there. He did really great. He really brought up the quality of that cast. I enjoyed having him on there. He, you know, was talking a bit about his top lane picks a little bit. He gets saying how there's a lot of spicy things that you can actually pick into the volley bear. You know, he, he, he had some good, interesting takes. He's uh, a Wukong one strange. trick, apparently. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Which well, means they should pick Wukong at some point, but... They fucking better not. I'm so... Okay. Hey. Back to Golden Guardians. I'm really hot and cold on FBI. Sometimes he looks decent, and then other times he just looks like absolute garbage. Like he's one of the worst AD carries in the league. So I just... I wish he could be better. I just, Like, I wish. Bet, better as in, like, consistent? Or, like, better as in, like, just consistent. overall better? Consistent is the minimum of what I would want. Mm-hmm. Even a consistently bad player, at, le- at least I know what to get. When when you're being as spiky as as FBI is, uh, then I mm-hmm. start to have more problems. Like th- this weekend specifically, he looked pretty good, and it looked more like uh, the rest of his team. I shouldn't say the rest of his team, but it looks like his team as a whole couldn't really keep up, even though he was uh, doing pretty good on Aphelios. 
I honestly feel like who he is um, very bad as a support. He's probably he's okay at some champions, but uh, very bad at most. I I feel like especially Thresh, I'm very mixed on from him, but he, him on tanks is just. It's just a big no from me. I don't like watching him play tank supports. Mm. How do you guys feel about who he? I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> um, he's like not the best in the world. Uh, yeah, I just don't think he's like. I just don't think he's it for like the support role. <laughs> yeah, they've been trying to make it work, but it's just. Not really, not really that good of a fit, I don't think. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to think of what options this team has, and they just really don't have any. I, I think they can improve over the split. I think they can definitely sli- slide into the top half if they uh, do real well. But they still have a long way to go, and I would probably have them somewhere like 7th or 8th at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think they could do very well committing to, like, these split push style comps. I think they got enough like uh, picks in order to make it work. Yeah, especially if they keep running that massive global comp that they ran against FlyQuest. Yeah, it's pro- they're probably not going to get it that often now because they have been FlyQuest with it. But there's probably some other. I mean, you uh, can choose other champions that in that mix. Nope, not allowed. <laughs> Just those two. Alright. Let's move on to talk about uh, C9. I don't expect this to be a very long topic, but who do we think uh, will give C9 their first loss? C9? Who do we think... You are not incorrect about that one. Who do we think is going to give what? C9 that was their... I can't first... be correct or incorrect. I'm asking you a question. No, he's talking about my thing. Yeah. I said, who's said gonna who do you see- think will give this C9 their first loss when I said C9? Like, unironically. <laughs> um, like, they're yep. going to lose when they do some dumb shit. So, I think it will be TSM again. I think, well, TSM is has the most games against them, I think. Well, I should, they don't, but uh, they ha- they're the team left with the most probability to beat them with the most games left. Mm-hmm. So, I think, statistically, TSM have the best shot. And I think TSM are just the team that will end up beating them if anyone beats them. Um, I'm going to say unless... I'm going to take Matt's answer even further. <laughs> because generally the player. only game that they lost last split was because of a draft issue. And this split, I don't see them losing again unless... There's another issue <laughs> with the draft that's just blaringly obvious. I just I don't see it, bud. They've got their early game down pat. They've got their mid game down pat. And even if one person messes up, there's four other people who can easily just pick it up and turn that loss into a dub somehow. I don't know. I don't know how you beat them. I'm thinking... I'm- uh-huh. I'm thinking the way that Don't you have yourself, to beat brother. them is by dismantling their jungle. 
because I feel like Blabber is the weakest point on this team, especially this split. Mm -hmm. And that's where that's where you can gain the most for most of these teams, especially TSM. If they can get Spica ahead of Blabber, that's that'll be huge for TSM. And I feel like Yerkson can leverage that to the snowball. I feel like uh, Broken Blade can hold his own against Licorice. And even the bot lane should definitely be able to keep up with C9. I Honestly, I think the C9 TSM match is going to be one of the hypest matchups. Unless TSM go 0-2 next weekend. Then, I, then I'm just going to be depressed. But I'm, I'm hoping it, the TSM keep this momentum going and we get to slam right into that C9 TSM game. Mm. The only problem that I see with that is that TSM has had major macro issues still. They've had their, they can perform lane for lane, um, but those macro issues just have not been going away. So They just have not been. And if you put C9 against a team that has a, that big of an issue, they will just tear it apart. They'll just hit the mid... They could lose the early game. They'll hit the mid game and just destroy it. <laughs> okay. Right? I would say probably EG would be the one that can go uh, tit for tat with them. Even with the Cassidy pick that went into C9. Right? They've got wait, wait, one more opportunity. TSM beat EG. TSM beat EG. Why don't I remember this game that much? This should be a very a substantial stomp. difference. That was this weekend. We all, all three of us called EG to win because we clearly thought EG were going to win. But then TSM destroyed them. There was, like, no hope for EG that game. Okay. Hold on just a second. TSM died You're once. Right. TSM died once. Hmm. My goodness. TSM were demolishing them this game. They had an insane mid-game control. And watching Spica play uh, Kindred was crazy. He had some amazing ultimates. And the uh, Shen okay. counterpick into Volibear looks sick as fuck. I loved this game. And I'm this is 100% of the reason why I am really hyped for a match that's two weeks away. Okay. Oh, now I remember this game. Um... Jizuke was inting, so he doesn't get to play this champion anymore. <laughs> That's the consensus. No, he does not get to play Karma Min anymore. And it did not look like EG knew how to really make this comp perform. Okay. It would have been just Jizuke and Sun Scarin were supposed to be roaming to side lanes or trying to take uh, jungle mid fights. But I they didn't play that as aggressively as they should have, or literally Jizuke and Svenskaren were not together enough to make that work out. Oh. Because they could probably win the 2v2 most of the time in the early game, Here's and then they just let it scale. With when, mm -hmm. when they do shit like this, is they'll pick an ardent champion with Ezreal on the team, and no, mm -hmm. and no other real auto-attack champions. Graves is not an auto-attacking champion. He deals... He, ha he has a good auto-attack damage, but he doesn't repeatedly auto-attack. He isn't Kog'Maw, he isn't Aphelios, he isn't, uh... Who, who else auto-attacks a lot? Uh, Jinx, like... He, 
you need to have attacking champions. And sure, you can use her to help out Volibear. I think that is decent. But if your AD carry is not an auto-attacking AD carry, you cannot run this. This will not help your team. And it is basically just move speeds and a bit of heals. It's not going to help. And, and, I do, and I also am not a big fan of Bard in this meta. Not a big fan of Bard. There's been some people who've done it, uh, who've made it serviceable. We'll just don't I think it. Afra still made it serviceable. Yeah, serviceable. I don't think Smoothie was able to. I just figured out this comp. What is it's it? Volibear Bard. This way, mm -hmm. you Bard the turret. Then when it turns off, you Volley ult. And you can get a free dive. Uh, oh, you can comp. keep a very keep long dive for a while, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, just negate a turret for like a good 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. It's not 30, it's more like 10 at most. But, I still think that they they had no idea what to do with this comp. I think I don't think this loss was purely on comp, because you do not get one kill losing purely on comp, because that means you lost all of your matchups. Please note, that kill was on the support. This is why I think TSM is the team to beat Cloud9. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Oh man, but then they still looked competitive in that TSM versus 100T game. Not gonna let that one slide. That's fine. Not gonna let that one slide. That's fine. They won the game. They got the W. They Bjergsen. won the Bjergsen game. Bjergsen decided to put on the Infinity Gauntlet and walk into that base and knock that Nexus down a peg or two. Thank. God, he did, because I did not want to watch any more of it. <laughs> I was having fun. I enjoyed that game. I like I like hypey matches like that, where it's really back and forth. It's it's not fun watching one team systematically destroy another. Like, like who did OSC9 play this weekend that it was, like, not even remotely close? I don't think it was the TL one. I think it was the IMT. one. Yeah, the that Immortals one. That was the one, one where you had... I just got more and more depressed the longer I watched that. I'm like, they're just, they're just gonna die. Can why are we playing this match out? Just give C9 the W and move on with our lives. Fifteen minutes there's later, they end the game. There's always a chance for an upset. No, no, there's not. Yeah, in this particular case, no. But hey, <laughs> the TL game was much more competitive. But I still think that. That it was a, an utter blasting of, of TL from C9. I just... Watching C9 beat people is not entertaining to me. And I don't want to watch their games. For the opposite reason, I don't want to watch Dignitas and Immortals games. Ooh. Oh, man. Alright. Let's talk about next week's picks. Boom. They're up on screen. Okay. Heymont. You're picking Dig over 100 Thieves. Yes. Yes, I am. Coward. You have a lot of faith that Dig is going to make an improvement that is larger than 100 Thieves improvements. That's air quotes. <laughs> those are, yes, those are some air quotes right there. And the reason why is because Dig at least still has their same bot lane duo. You got Johnson, you've got Afro move. They've been looking good this entire split. Wait, wait, wait. Are we right. sure they have their bot lane duo? Because we haven't heard about their roster moves yet. 
They do. Mm, that is fair. There was a rumor going around that maybe Phoenix was going to be showing up this week. Yeah, and so was. Percy uh, will dominate. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dardock. Yeah, it would have been. The rumor Dardock was Phoenix, Phoenix Dardock, and... Viper. Uh, that's what I heard on IWD stream. I will dominate. Wait, wait I have um, breaking news. What's uh, the breaking news? Stunt has been released from 100 Thieves. Oh, he's like, just really? gone. Whoa. That's crazy. So who... Did they pick up another Academy support? Did they pick up... What I mean, happened there? I mean, they had Poom. And they have they a had... third string team. So they're just moving up the ranks from the third string. Wow. I, I guess. I don't know who they're bringing into Academy. This is from... Uh, stunt. Damn! That is harsh. That's not even a full split anymore, huh? That is some major change. Um... I'm reading the twit longer right now. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm... Where is it on? Is it on 100T? No, it's on the subreddit. It tw uh, stunt released a twit longer. I, it's also on his Twitter. Which is where I found it. That's... Okay. I, I don't... I don't really know how this changes anything too much, but I just don't know why they... Uh, didn't just put him on Academy. I, okay, a heart of these is one of those teams that's been trying to look more towards developing new talent, talent, and not uh, harping on old talent over and over again. Uh, but stunt putting out this and Medios not having anything put out about him kind of tells me that uh, Medios is still on the team, but. I don't know. I get in his quit longer. He said he found out he was off the team a couple hours after the game. So yeah. presumably, Medios would. At the same time, I would I would get wager. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if they said you're fired from a hundred thieves to Medios or you're getting benched to Academy, which which is what I think they said to him. Which Medios doesn't take very kindly to being benched to Academy. By the way. No. No. He hasn't historically done that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just... I don't think he was playing well. And I don't see this as a bad thing for a hundred these. I just don't think that the team should have really just let him go in the middle of the split. I, presumably he's still getting paid, so... Whatever, but... Um, there's still, yeah, there's normally a severance of some sort that you would get. Well, there's a buyout that they have to do to his contract, which would probably just entail paying him out the rest of the split. There's no way that it's cheaper for them to not pay him out for the next three months. So, yeah, I don't know his contract. I wonder what they're going to do. Well, let me look at the roster. 100 is low. On Wikipedia. Can I look at their academy roster from here? Hey, man, who's on their academy team? 
who's on their academy team? All I know is contracts. That's about it. You, <laughs> yeah, I cool. saw the highlight reel, and that was all. Here we go. Uh, they don't have another support. It looks like Poom might be pulling double duty. That's going to be a bit rough. Yeah. I'm sure they'll find somebody to replace him. So yeah, Poom's going to be... Uh, whew. Oh, what's the record right now? Oh, wow. A hundred of these Academy is second place. That's decent. I'll give him that. That's decent. Let's get back to talking about uh, next week's games. Wow. Well, so, um... Also, I guess the instability from 100 Thieves is also a bit of a contributing factor. This I is... I mean, this is an I would say... This is just roster moves. I know. Diggs, we've had the 10-man roster at the beginning of the split. You know, quote-unquote 10-man roster, which, you <laughs> know, I didn't like the idea of. But at this point, it looks like 100 Thieves is blowing up a little bit. Which, even mentally, might affect their gameplay going into this weekend. That's a big change and very sudden to just put yeah, in the support. Yeah, I actually agree with you in the same on. Like, I don't think it's going to shake things up crazy. But it's going to, it's definitely like, oh, what? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I guess and we're just firing people now. And it's the rest. Goddamn fired off rip, baby. A couple mm. hours after the game, brother. Like, that's like a dinner. They're like at the post game dinner and they're like, you're fired. Crazy. Crazy. Wow. That's a lot of instability right. right there. And it looks like the rest I of the team didn't know about team. it either. Uh. <laughs> I hope he gets like an academy spot. I don't That's... think he, I don't think he's good enough for even academy. I, I shouldn't say that. I don't think that they can't find better players for academy, and I don't think they shouldn't not look for better players over getting stunned. Can we uh, have him as a third stringer? I don't know. Okay. No, we can talk about how Haymon has picked FlyQuest over EG like a degenerate. Defend yourself, I'm... heathen. <laughs> As long as it's not a split push comp, they should be able to handle it well. As long as they don't pick Senna in the bot lane, they should be able to handle it well. As long as... I, it doesn't even matter which AD carry they put in. It doesn't matter if it's Turtle, it doesn't matter if it's Smash. I'm pretty sure they will do just about the same against Bang as they normally would. I and Ignar like, is... Mm -hmm. I feel like their uh, AD carry situation has very little bearing on their success. I feel like their success is predicated on how well their mid jungle works, how well their support works. Uh, and th that's the majority of their team's, uh, their team's strength. And if they're not doing well there, they're not going to win very well. Solo's intended to be a rock. And if he can continue to be a rock, that's great. But Santorin and power evil are the main ways that they're, FlyQuest have gotten leads, and Ignar has been the main engager of uh, most of their team fights. So it's on those three the most to make this team work, and they're not changing them. But mm -hmm. I don't think that that team is better than EG. I think EG is going to do much better than them, uh, almost head-to-head uh, head -head in every role. 
Uh, I feel like support and jungle are the two roles where they have the most competition. Uh, but besides that, it seems very even to me. Mm, I don't necessarily know how I feel about EG after coming off of this weekend <laughs> because their drafts have not looked great in general. I understand they're like trying other things, but it's they haven't gotten that great of a draft, like the draft that I'm used to seeing, not that quirky Yumi Ezreal, right, when that came out and that was busted. And then the same draft that TSM picked up after it was shown from EG, right? Those innovative, uh, great drafts. I didn't see that last weekend. So there's more than enough of a chance that they do mess up during the draft stage and that FlyQuest get some things that's solid enough. You're probably not going to let Santorin onto Trundle because, well, he's just very good at Trundle. He's just very good at knowing where to be on the map when he is playing Trundle and how to clear with him, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't let him get that one. Uh, his Graves is does not have as much as an impact. It still has maybe a little bit, but not a lot. It doesn't. It's not something that's really to be scared of from FlyQuest. The thing is that Power of Evil and Solo, like you said, are still very competitive in their roles. Solo's been able to hold out. I think he could definitely hold out against Kumo. I don't think that's going to be a problem. He's been playing weak side. You don't for think it's going to be a problem? I don't think he's going to have a problem against Kumo, especially with uh, uh, considering how he performed in the uh, EG versus TSM match. Okay. Once again, with the volley bear but um i think that solo power of evil they can probably pull something i think santorin is going to be stable even if he's not necessarily on his trundle uh and i think ignar can still pull off some crazy plays i would love to see ignar on leona i would love to see ignar on thresh um we've seen he has a blitz crank sometimes it's great sometimes it's not it depends on when he hits those hooks right but, you know, he's also got a blitz, too. I want to see him on some of these champs where it's really like, oh, a little bit those full-on engaged champs. Or maybe the threshold where it's like, oh, hey, let me just lantern you back to safety. Okay. A couple of those. So what uh what match are we looking forward to next week? I know for me I'm looking forward to the TSM CLG match just because <laughs> TSM versus CLG. I'm an I'm an OG. Uh, this is still a, a rivalry to me, uh, and I'm looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to the EG Fly match just so I can watch Haymon get bodied or so Haymon <laughs> can shit talk hella hard next week. Um, I'm mm. also excited about the TSM CLG match. That should be good. Um. There doesn't look like there's a huge amount of heat anywhere else on the roster. I mean, maybe the fly TL match will be good if TL just gets like good out of nowhere. But hey, man, what you looking forward to? I'm not necessarily looking forward to the matches. I'm more so looking forward to the teams. I want to see how they perform. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's statement? so interesting because hey, there's man, some answer teams... the goddamn question. There's some what? teams. What are I want the two to see teams you are most interested in that are playing this weekend? I want to see, uh, one, if Dignitas is going to make those rumored roster swaps, or if they're just going to have Lorlo reappearing how, in the top lane. How are you not saying EG versus FlyQuest? That is the rematch from last split. I'm not saying that right now, because 
right now, Dignitas is what's on my mind. That's currently You're what's bad occupying fan. it. I'm a bad You're fan. You're a bad fan. I'm looking forward. The reason why I will be looking forward to the EG versus FlyQuest match is so that I can see how easily EG fall. That's my absolute confidence in FlyQuest right there. Unless EG pulls some weird... If EG pull out a split push comp, I will be scared. I will honestly be very scared. But if they try to take them on uh, team fighting pound for pound, I have no worries that FlyQuest will hold them. Well, uh, Haymont is a coward. Just saying. That's a fact. And... <laughs> The, the, okay, another match I'm looking forward to is probably the CLGC9 match. I just think that it's another potential uh, for upset, but it's... If, CL, like, if CLG can beat Cloud9, it just means the TSM-CLG match is the hyper. Okay. All the hyper. So, yeah. What about IMT versus TL? I am not interested in anything IMT does! Not at all? No! Not, not even with the Smithy and Broxa? I am only interested in their roster until they can start winning games. I don't care. I'm treating them like I did a hundred thieves last year. I don't care until you win some games. This is a whole new roster. This new roster came in last weekend, went one and not a whole new roster. They won a game. Three of the players were on the roster last split. Whole new roster this split. (laughs) An entirely a brand new <laughs> top to bottom, no players ever before on. All right, before we go to the outro, uh, apparently we're also on a uh, breaker now. Oh, more live wow. updates. <laughs> live I, was, I, I just put the support thing in like an hour before we started the show, so they all just. Uh, okay. Anyway, you want to take us home? Yeah, I think I will. That'll do it for week three of the NALCS on the Linder Lee Lens podcast. You can catch us live on Mondays at 8 p.m. at twitch.tv slash nissy2k11. Catch the video VODs on my YouTube channel, and you can catch the podcast version uh, on almost anywhere you can get your podcast at this point, I think. Uh, only missing a few at this point. I'll probably try to work on finishing them out this week, hopefully. But uh, other than that, uh, have a nice day. Night, everybody. Good luck out there.